Didn't seem to want to make a big deal out of it. Yeah! Yeah. Three yeah. I mean, Who knew Pat from Amesbury was so well liked? I just put a little joke in the end of a, a podcast about a much bigger issue. And all I've had on Twitter for the last 12 hours is people defending Pat. I was joking. I said, I even said Pat is a nice guy. What show is this? What what show do we listen to? All I was saying was it was funny that Pat cheered for a goal in the middle of a woman giving a heartfelt retelling of being assaulted. I thought that was funny. And to call him an idiot and say his show sucks, I mean, that's all true. So everybody was fixated on my attack on Pat. Pat and I are fine. He made a mistake. I called him out on it. It was all good fun. Welcome back to Mino Fandom. I'm joined by Andy Mayo. Mayo, welcome. Great, great intro. Great segue. Uh, I don't know what it means to, to people. I saw people saying you did it for clout. I don't quite understand what clout is or how doing that would get you it, but I agree with them. You 100% did that for clout. Oh, I had to go at Pat for clout. No one even knows who he is. He's the most unassuming, sweetest Mino fan. And it was just objectively funny that he went cheered. and. I was really nice to him. I listen. I listened back to the audio. I never do this, but I was like, "Oh, maybe like I call him a cunt or something." So I went back to the audio and I listened, and all I said, you know, had like one sentence, and then I said, "He's a nice guy, but his show sucks." So anyway, for all the Pat fans out there, for all the the Pat stands out there, I'm sorry. I, I love Pat. I heard he did a great job um, trying to. St- defend Lauren and Brie from that lecherous fucking cunt uh, wagon. So, uh, yeah, big, big props to, to Pat. Uh, and, yeah, you all love him. Um, anyway, Mayo, you, you're here to um, to join, uh, to give your review. We did a, a fantastic review of the Wilbur show. Um, my, my portion of this review is going to be a lot less than the Wilbur one. Um, mainly because I didn't see the show. I did have. Oh, a, is that why? Yes, I did have a minute. Yeah, you think I did have a minute? Fan call me from the auditorium <laughs> via FaceTime for a, like a couple of minutes. That was oh, it. who did that? Tim and Canton because he's a great oh, guy. What a sweetheart! He's a sweet, sweet, sweet guy. Um, so I guess firstly, I understand you were part of the show you were on a video which is incredible it was you and kevin from bristol you know two people kirk absolutely despises more than anything um tell me what what happened who reached out to you take us behind the scenes uh cullinane reached out and said i don't know it was it was kind of vague it was like uh you know kirk has an idea can you come in studio on and then we set up a day i knew it would be kevin in bristol and then um I knew the general gist was that like we've taken over KMS. And then when we got to the studio, which was very cool, uh, Kirk explained the premise that the whole intro to the show was that he's killed himself and he's going to get brought in in a coffin. And it's going to be this like Christmas Carol Dickensian kind of ghost of Christmas future type thing with Steve. And then the breaking, the, the breaking point for Kirk would be he finds out Kevin has taken over his show and I'm his producer and, and that's what would make him want another chance at, at life on earth in order to prevent that. 
And and that's all Kirk said. That's pretty much Kirk was very nice, but he uh, I don't blame him. I don't think he could um, he couldn't stomach seeing me and Kevin do what we did. <laughs> so <laughs> what was it like when they reached out to you? What was going through your mind? You know me. I was nervous. You must have been nervous. thrilled to be part of the show. Yeah, yeah. I was mostly thrilled. I thought it was very cool. Um, especially once Kirk laid out the premise, I was like, that's fucking brilliant. Great I great great follow-up to the Wilbur, to the opening of the Wilbur. Um and uh I'll tell you something mortifying. Me and Kevin both had the idea, we both brought nail clippers with us. No joke. We both brought nail clippers because we both thought maybe it'd be funny to pretend we were clipping our toenails on Kirk's desk. <laughs> so <laughs> Kevin said that. And I was like, I have to admit, I had, I had the same idea. I brought my, my clippers from home, but uh, yeah, it was cool. It was very, I mean, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's surreal. Like you're a fan of something. So to, to, to get in there and see the studio and see the seats and everything, it was, it was very cool. And to meet Kirk, of course. What was your impressions of the studio? Um. Like it's disease ridden. Like, did you do you have to take a shower as soon as you left? No, did it's you- not that. Well, I will say the uh, the the bathrooms need a cleaning. The bathrooms mm-hmm. could use a could use a once over. No, it wasn't that bad. It, it was just like a, it was like a just like an office building. Mm-hmm. It was it wasn't it wasn't what I was picturing in my mind ever. But nothing ever is. Yeah, but it was it was uh, it was just like a little commercial building in in Watertown and. Um, it was Spartan, you know, but they had the the John Stewart picture and everything. And uh, I guess I never realized just how, like, Dave Cullinane is is, is in his own room behind the glass. Yes, yeah, he is. Just it's, jerking it's off all day. Just jerking yeah, off all show. I just, I guess, like, in a way, it just feels like they're in the same room when I'm listening. But to actually be there really cemented that. Uh, this is terrible so far, Manners. No, I, I just think what is – me. No, you're doing great. You know, we've got a huge <laughs> minute fan and we're going to wrap up the show. Um, got a few things to talk about. Then we've got a stack, stack of questions. Don't you worry. Um, I just think that studio could do with a commercial cleaner once a month. Like they just book someone once a month, do the toilets, give it a vacuum, clean all the surfaces, then it'll be fine. Um, but obviously someone would have to pay for that. So you, so you go into studio. Is that the first time you'd met Kirk? Yeah, I think so. I did once. Um, I did once see Kirk in Dammer Scott of Maine, which they've brought up several times on the show recently. And uh, I think it was pre KMS, but I remember some guy crossed the street in front of us on Main Street, leaving the bookstore. And uh, I said to my wife, "I think that was Kirk Minahan." And she was like, "Oh, roll down the window and say hi." And I was like, "You stupid bitch! <laughs> no way." <laughs> that would be the worst but, uh, thing I could do ever. And then, and then a few years later on KMS, he he mentioned knowing Dare Mascotta very well. So I do think I think I did see him in real life that one time, but uh, no, I mean other than I guess I met him on YouTube, but this is the first time in person. So he's very nice in person. I know he likes to pretend that he's not, but he is. He's actually very, very nice. nice. Yeah, and I didn't know I didn't I didn't know if he was going to be there when I went because I figured it sounded like something just Dave could be there for. But, uh, but yeah, he was there, Kevin. Uh, I do think Kevin is legit dying. Remember when Kirk would joke about Portnoy dying? Mm. And he said, like, there's just something in his skin color and something in his eyes that I think Kevin legit has all of those signs. I'm, you just get that. You get that sense, like the way some cats can tell when someone mm. in the hospital is going to die soon and they cuddle with him more. I wanted to, like, curl up in Kevin's lap. I just something something instinctively told me this man doesn't have long to live and he could use some warmth and, warmth and comfort. 
I'm really glad I got to meet John Stewart and Kevin last summer because it looks like, well, obviously I won't be seeing John again, and uh, Kevin might be the same. And, and I guess yeah, I, I think oh my, Kevin I, will be seeing John before any of us, and maybe Tim and Canton. I mean, he's got the heart oh, problem, yeah. so I'm glad uh, we're always in touch while he's still got a bit of breath left in those lungs of his. So, um, and, and just before we get onto the Portland show. This is good news because I thought you destroyed your chances of going in on a Thursday after that that terrible call where you compared <laughs> was it Kevin the you know Kevin the sex caller yeah. the way yeah. Kirk talks it was just a terrible call maybe it would have worked better that bit in studio where you can kind of set it up better but have I you noticed that was since all then over. though yes have every time hypersexual Kevin calls in. Do you notice him and Kirk now that they both tag or no at the end of their yes or no sent, uh, questions? I haven't paid any attention to that. It was so stupid. It is Pay such attention an to it. You'll never, you'll never not cares? notice it again. Who cares? Who cares? I care. Mayo, this is why people don't want you in I studio. Had a great, I had a great theory behind it. Unfortunately, we didn't get we didn't get to dive as deep into it as I would have hoped. Well, we're we not going to do it on surface. this show. I guarantee okay, that's you fine. can save that gonna, for when I, you're in studio. I'm not going to give that gift to you anyway. Great. Don't, don't be Thank presumptuous. You. Please don't give that gift to me. Um, all right. So tell me about the show. Um, you know, where does it rank? Uh, yeah, tell me, just take me through it. Um, line by line, if possible. Yeah. Let me go to my notes. I, oh, I tried to take notes immediately afterwards. And then some of the next day I went and got a nice, lovely lunch by myself. And I just sat and tried to take notes because I forget stuff. Even even after I took all these notes, I saw someone posted the picture of Kirk hugging Justin. I was like, holy fuck, that's not in my notes. Like, how did I forget about that? That was a truly touching moment. I fucking love that moment. Mm, there, um, weren't, there weren't enough photos of this show. I felt there were more photos of the Wilbur. I don't know why. People were busy enjoying themselves rather than, like, getting their phones out and taking photos for the people. Yeah, maybe. There. Yeah. Um, did you drive in that afternoon? Did You, you did, weren't there Friday? No, I drove in. Yeah, I drove in Saturday. I didn't go out Friday. Great. Sounds like you. Yeah. you were lucky that you weren't there. I I can't hang with I can't hang with Minna fans. No, and you you don't want wagon like trying to put his <laughs> finger in your asshole or something. No, nope, nope, nope. Yeah, there were the uh, the rumors of wagon's behavior were swarm swarming by the time I got to Portland. We'll get into that, but tell me, uh, you know, it's from the show. Let's go. So I think. It's tough to say if it was better than the Wilbur, but that's an argument to be had. And I so think, can I just jump in there? there. Can it, I just it, jump in there? Yeah. You've got to distinguish as well between Wilbur 1 and Wilbur 2. There were two shows that night, and I think Wilbur 2, the second show, which we discussed, was better. They were more comfortable. It was looser. Yes. It was funnier. So I can imagine they've now done two shows. This is like their third big show. And, okay, it was in Portland on a different stage, but I can imagine they're even more comfortable. So go on. Yeah, I, I think you're right because I noticed that, uh, yeah, there were ways in which you could tell, okay, these are some guys that have done this before. And you're right. I was thinking of it as they'd done it once before, but you're right. They, they did it twice before, although in one night. So I think you could see the benefits of that. Like they seem more sure of themselves going into the video bits and setting those up and, and coming in and out of bits and things like that. So, yeah, there was like a confidence to it that I thought made it, uh, smoother at times than the Wilbur show. The energy was just unbelievable. Like um, I remember D David Milch who wrote 
Deadwood said when Ian McShane auditioned, he basically grabbed the room by the neck and just shook everyone around and then left. And they knew they had their Al Swearingen. And like, I, I think of that with Kirk when he does these live shows. Like it is a pure tour de force, just like the entirely hinges on the charisma of one man. And it's Kirk Minahan. And he fucking, he just owns a room of 1500 people and puts on a show for two hours, uh, not by himself, but uh, as, as always, like, he's the key element. Can you he's got imagine a good support team around him, but he's just fucking, he's just, he's a showman. He's a showman. Can you, ima- no, uh, can you imagine driving no- from Canada to um, Portland and then leaving that show early? Yeah. Did they, so who was, is he in this, the sneakers sneakers told me on Twitter that he left early. Yeah. He, and I, I mean, they just lose. Okay. I don't want to, this fucking idiots. I mean, yeah, I don't understand. People, like, I people, like- people got upset because they thought I was saying they were responsible for wagon. I'm not saying those people are responsible for wagon. He's responsible for his own behavior. I'm just saying in a separate sentence, they are dickheads. That's all continue. Yeah. I just don't understand. Yeah. I, I would never leave anything early i don't think i've ever even stopped a movie early Mm. that sucked the only movies i've ever stopped were forgetting sarah marshall and kicking and screaming with will ferrell forgetting sarah marshall i have since watched again i don't know what my problem was the first time i don't stop anything halfway through let alone yeah if you traveled for like the the show's the main attraction all the other social shit is secondary but for some people it's about it's just an excuse to get together and and get wasted and it can be both so it's, and, uh, it's not my crowd. Yeah. And look, I've got I've got wasted in the past, trust me. Um so to take take me through the show, I know there was lots of music, uh, a lot of sing-alongs. Yep. Uh well, Kirk did a Bruce number, he did a Tom Petty number. What else? Yeah, so so it starts with the the lights went out. I agree with Cullinane that Cullin I thought Cullinane's perception was right, at least as far as I was concerned. Sitting there for the opening, they had the funeral music going, the lighting was like purplish and kind of morbid the lighting crew was very good the lighting was more the the lighting mattered this time like you could tell the lighting crew was trying to add to the show but uh so cullinane said it felt like maybe things that the audience thought things were going wrong in the intro and i did feel that way because it was taking a long time but then as soon as i could see the casket and realize that that's what they were doing and that's what was taking so long. Then I realized, okay, it hasn't gone off the rails, but it could because those fucking guys were struggling. I don't know if you saw the picture I put up on. Uh, I zoomed in on someone's photo. It's Ned Snark's face and then Kirk's <laughs> face in the coffin. And Ned just looks like shocked. Like he's like, they're going to fucking drop him. And the funniest part is Justin's the biggest one there. And he was walking a foot in front of the coffin, not touching it, just not, <laughs> not helping at all with it. So what an entrance. And then they, they got him up on the stage. I was, I thought that might go wrong when they had to actually hoist him a little bit up onto it. And then, uh, yeah, so then they did the video intro, which worked. Um, I really liked Nipples and Mrs. Nipples had good cameos, making fun of themselves. Uh, and then, yeah, it culminates with, with me and Kevin forcing Kirk to come back to stop us from from taking over the show. So it was a great, a great intro. I agree. I think they're, uh, they'll be hard-pressed to come up with a third intro. I know they can, but they've, they've had two like really clever intros that kind of built on each other. So I don't, I don't know. I don't know where it's not obvious where you go from here with that. But yeah, lots of musical numbers. Did you um, get booed when you came up your video? Were you booed? Uh, I Surely probably, you were. what I, what I remember is 
that my face alone didn't trigger the whole crowd because they cut to my face appeared on screen for a second or two. Then Kevin referred to Mayo. So I think for a lot of people, they did need to hear Mayo to know that that's who it was. Yeah, true. And then there was a reaction. And I can't remember if it was more like laughs or booze. I'm sure it was, could have been booze. Yeah. Uh, maybe I, one or two people would booze. boo me. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. it was. Yeah. I wasn't even there and I can tell you it was. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. I mean, the whole, the, the whole you know, it was, it was the punchline of the whole intro. Um, and it, it had to be something believable enough that Kirk would want to come back from purgatory to stop it. So they nailed it. Obviously, I've made a few calls in in between the show and now to do my research for this review. I've heard Blind Mike got a massive pop. A few of them, yes. Yep. But I do, you you can tell, like, you can tell just watching Mike. I mean, the guy, the the, the fucking guy's blind. <laughs> so, like, he can't, he, everything he's doing up there is, for. I, I don't think he can really hear when he's up there. So you, you could just tell. It's got to be really weird for him to be up there. And there was a point where, like, Justin had to help him get out of the seat and move across the stage. Um, so, yeah, I feel I feel, uh, I feel, I feel like, yeah, it's got to be tough to perform in that environment for Mike. But the crowd fucking loves Mike. The only – one of the only disappointing things all night was um, I'd been assuming Mike – I'd meet Mike at the VIP. But he wasn't – he didn't participate in the VIP. Okay. And uh, so that was the only moment where I was like, oh, I, was, I thought I was going to get to meet Mike. But um, yeah, I was I was glad it, the the crowd fucking loved Mike. They let him know it a couple times. Did he do stand up? No, there was one point where Kirk kind of threw it to him, and Mike stood up, and the crowd went crazy. And I thought we were gonna get some stand up there, but we didn't. I don't remember. I can't remember why it didn't segue into stand up, but it didn't. Mm. I heard also all the vi- – oh, fuck, stop doing that. Um, mm. I, I heard all the videos really hit. Yes. Any, uh, any of I your thought all the videos hit. Um, the Big Cat one was my favorite. The Big Cat one was do? so funny. He was – it was all about – it was Big Cat pitching Grill on the Hill and their limited menu – as if it was a the next great big investment opportunity. <laughs> and he just kept saying chicken broccoli Alfredo. <laughs> so he's like, it's a hot summer day. You play 18 holes. You get in the clubhouse. What do you want? Chicken broccoli Alfredo. Hot summer day. Like he kept hammering that. And then there was a he had a bit and the the production too was very good. Like uh Big Cat's video had a lot more production quality to it than some of the others in terms of graphics and whatnot. And then it, you know he he suggested the um where the grill on the hill franchises will be opening. And it was like, um, uh, that place in Ohio that just had the toxic, uh, train wreck and spillage, you know, places like that. So the big cat one was very funny. Uh, uh, let me see. I made notes on the cameos. I'm not sure if Jerry's stuff was cameos or if they pulled, I don't know if he live streams Which video Jerry? for his show, Jerry Callahan. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure if Jerry actually recorded anything, but, uh, so they also had cameos from uh, the Spit and Chicklet guys and Biz, who I don't know anything about Biz. Biz was, Biz stood out to me in that. He was very funny. Jeff D. Lowe was, did, was very good. Big Ev was very good in his. Um, Nipples was good. Yeah, Blind Mike was in it. The Spit and Chicklet guys, KFB, Steve Robinson, Carabas was in it. Riggs had a good one. Riggs had a good one about John Stewart, and you could kind of tell Riggs listens because – You'd have to be a listener to really kind of pull that off, I think. Um, Rico had a very good one as Kathy Cullinane. So, yeah, I thought all the cameos really hit. 
The only thing I noticed that if I was in if I was in their shoes, I'd be thinking about, and I think this must be a really hard thing to anticipate and work around is when the when the person's face appears on the screen, there's a pop from the crowd. And sometimes that pop would override the video's dialogue. So like Karabas had a line about eating ass or something. And I but the crowd was still like going nuts for Karabas. So I think that line got lost in the crowd response. But I don't know what you do about that. I think you Kirk know? said something I, like that today about timing. Maybe you put the video up and you just leave it there for a sec before you press play so everyone can see who it is. Yeah, that's what I bet. Yeah, I would not be surprised if they, that's an adjustment they try to make for the next one. Yeah. Because, again, Bra- like, yeah, again, it's, they're, they're going to get better and better as they mm. do more and more. Can you believe Brandon Walker didn't send his video in? Yes. What a yeah, loser. I can. Yeah, I don't like I don't like Walker. No, he's an idiot. He he sucks. If you're gonna make suicide jokes, you got to be good at it. Yeah, um, or just completely lose your mind like Big Ev. Mm. Family Feud. What they did a segment on that was that good? Yes, but I don't quite understand the rules of that game, so I was a little confused at times. But it was good. It Cullinane was it was it was just classic Cullinane. Like he said, par- parakeet was the key, the number one answer for birds you might own as a pet. And Mike had already guessed that. So Dave's next guess was Dove. And he blamed <laughs> it on someone who yelled Dove from the crowd as if he has no control over whether he <laughs> repeats what the crowd is shouting at him. So, yeah, that was good. Um, Shane was pretty clutch in that because Shane was manning the they were using some like uh, PowerPoint party games app or something for that. So you could tell Shane there's a lot that Shane had to do during that bit. And Shane in general, I noticed all night Shane was fucking locked in. Like, I'm a Harrison guy, so I haven't really been pro-Shane necessarily, but uh, he was locked in. They, they, they've got a good, a good guy there, good worker. What other notes have you got from the show? Any other highlights? Um, let me see. It was very sexual. Really? Yes. Yes. Kirk was, like, taking his clothes. I think he was completely shirtless at one point. He definitely had the shirt unbuttoned all the way. Um, I'm aroused. He, uh, yeah, it was, it was, oh yeah, it was something. Um, okay. Oh, I'll save this for a question later. I was curious about whether Portnoy gave his blessing for the Carabas video or if Big Cat obviously gave his blessing because he references that he, he, in, he intros Carabas and he bleeped himself out saying DraftKings. So then that raised the question for me of, of, oh, does, is the Big Cat blessing enough? Like, what's the power dynamic there? If Big Cat says Carabas is in it and it's fine, or does Portnoy still need to sign off on that? So that's a little palace intrigue I was interested in. Well, I, I um, Carabas still looks just like the biggest douche on the planet. What though. I've seen of um, Portnoy's content is he can bring up Carabas when he feels like it. So I'm sure Big Cat's oh, okay. like, well, um, yeah, I think I think the rules are sort of relaxing on that, especially for okay. the, the senior members of Barstool. Uh, for the set list, uh, these are the songs I could remember. They did Born in the USA at the beginning, Piano Man. Love that. A John Mayer song. Ugh. Last Dance with Mary Jane, Ain't Talking About Love. Great. There was one point, I think there was a point where Kirk called for a song on the fly and they played a little bit of it. There, that might have happened a couple times. And the band was into it too. Like uh, like at one point, Kirk started a fire, Cullinane, and the drummer started keeping the rhythm of the chant with the kick drum. So you could like the band was getting into it at one point when they called Dale. No, they called Curtis. So Kirk was setting up like 
a call and echo thing with the crowd. This side of you say Mina Kunis, this side say Mina Kimes, whatever the fuck their names are. And the, the lighting tech had the lighting changing from side to side of the auditorium based on who was supposed to call. So even you could tell like the lighting guy was getting into it. So I thought it was too bad if they did burn the bridge with the state theater because of uh, the stupid DEC video, which is just an unfortunate misunderstanding on that guy's part. But so, so DEC be, had a video. Yes. Yeah. What was um, it? What was it like? It was the basic premise from what I could tell was that it was uh, DEC's Yelp review of the state state theater live KMS show. So on the screen was like a picture of his Yelp profile and then the text of the review. And then the audio, I believe, was just DEC, like reading his review. So uh, Kirk didn't want to play it. Dave said we should play it. So Kirk played it, but basically presented it as I didn't want to do this. Cullinane said we should. So the crowd just booed it the entire time. You really couldn't quite even hear it because the crowd just booed DEC the entire time. So I thought that was the right call. I would have understood if they didn't play it. I think that was probably the weakest of all of them. Um, but if you were going to play it, they did it the right way by just letting people shit on it. The the worst outcome of me going on the main show a few weeks ago to discuss the Maserati thing was DEC DMing me afterwards. That was the worst outcome of that appearance, I have to say. What did he send? He sent you, it's like trying to recruit you into his. I don't know. Like, I, see, Kirk's a monster circle. Well, no, no. He asked me if I wanted to join his um, group and get off the drugs. And I said, I'm not interested. Um, did he really? No, you fucking idiot. Oh, I was like, what did you do that made I know you're a drug addict. I just didn't remember what you did in the appearance that indicated that. Um, so, uh, so what else from the show? What are more notes? Um, yeah, let me see. Uh, they did They did a segment where they had everybody, uh, they had the couples in the audience stand up and dance. So the couple next to me was dancing in the aisle. I thought that was, it was very nice. Lovely. Kirk was dancing with a few ladies. He pulled one up on stage. But the kicker for me was I look ahead and in the I, I was a few rows back from the front. And in the front row, <laughs> I see one guy standing. Everyone else standing is couples dancing and everyone else by themselves like me was sitting. But Jay's Mayhem was standing all by himself. And he <laughs> just looked, he was loving it. He was just soaking up the love in the room. So that was very oh, funny. That's beautiful. To me. So, you know what you were saying before I interrupted you was that uh, you think it was a great venue and you, it's a shame that they've um, ruled that out. And it looks like they're going to Rhode Island. I have to say, you know, when I was in um, the US last year, I went up to Portland and, um, I, you know, caught up with some Minna fans that are around there. And it is a great vent, it is a great town for a Minna fan event because. Um, it's small, lots of hotels, enough to do there, a lot of great bars. So I can see Portland being a great place for a Minifan event. So it's a shame that they're not going back. Yeah, I hope they can. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. You you, you, you referenced, they, they've all, Kirk tweeted something about Providence mm. or Rhode Island, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I guess if they want to keep traveling around, I get it. But But yeah, I thought the State Theater was a good venue, and you're right. I thought Portland was... Portland was a really nice place to do it. And where did you stay? Things like the, I stayed at the, uh, the holiday Inn yeah, right. on the Bay. I'm a holiday Inn guy. Kind like of. even, even, uh, I remember this summer we went to, I took you to old Navy and I said, I think I'm the P like, I'm, I'm the old Navy of human beings. Like if I was a, 
a retail clothing store, I'd be Old Navy. I think if I was a hotel chain, I'd be I'd be Holiday Inn. But um, uh, yeah. So the lighting crew was into it, and when when Cullinane was describing what he was nervous about leading up to the event, I thought he said a few times like we're on our own for everything. And I thought that meant the theater was basically going to like open up, get them set up and then have no tech support. So I was really surprised the lighting was so involved and was was like creatively woven into the show and everything. So from from a technical perspective, the state theater folks seem to be on top of stuff and into it. And the VIP seemed very smooth. So hopefully they can find, you know, comparable place to to hold more stuff. Mm. Uh, any other show notes from the episode? Yeah. From the not episode, from the performance. There was a blow-up doll that got passed around. Yep. Uh, and then after it got passed around the audience, so God only knows what happened to it out there in the in the dark, uh it got back on stage. Kirk made out with it at one point. Um Did you face did Justin, you face Steve Robinson and did you cry again? No, no, neither. I didn't no face him, so I didn't cry. I probably would have if I had. Yeah. Did you see the clip Ziggy put up of Steve's bow? Where he fell over? Well, he falls over, then he gets to his feet, and he, he gives like a big sweeping bow to the audience. Yeah, what a wanker. It, you've, but you've got you've to watch it because it I've is one of those it. things. Every, but every time I watch it, it gets stranger. Like the everything <laughs> his body does, his knees go out and come together again at some point. Like it's fucking he, – he's, he's not a human. I don't know. He's like a like a newborn giraffe just trying to learn how to fucking get up on those legs and make it all work. But um, I thought Steve was okay. Uh, Steve, yeah, I just don't love. I don't love Steve. So and what, you know, what, but the, I will say, I will say this. Yep. As a as a um, well, I felt like somebody in maybe like Germany would have felt when the Nazis were taking over because I was in the crowd. I'm a Cully guy but I kept my fucking mouth shut because it was just this army of people around me were not Cullinane people. And I felt threatened and I was like, I need to just go with the flow and just sit here oh, wow. and be quiet while everybody boos Cullinane. I, the crowd yeah. I'm, was booing. I mean, I, <laughs> booing I think there's Cullinane quite a, a few people that really don't like Cullinane now, which is funny because I was on the other yeah. side with the Steve Robinson stuff. And now, you know, I'm at the side where I know Cullinane's pretty average, but I also think he's a nice guy and, um, I don't well, that that's part of what made me think I realized like I was very unfair to Steve no, no, because he, I would see he people wasn't do a it. nice guy. He wasn't. But in some, but in, he's not a nice guy. I know, but in many ways, like it, personally, I know some of the criticism I lobbied at him. I see people criticizing Dave, and I'm like, oh, give him a break, or oh, that's hypercritical. So now, with that perspective, I'm like, well, that's how I was to Steve, you know. But I can't tell too. Like sometimes with the live shows, especially because Kirk sets it up, you know, it's a bit taboo, Dave. So it's tough to get a read of like of all those boos. It's a majority boos in the crowd. But of that majority, what's the percentage of people who genuinely fucking hate Dave and what percentage like him but just think it's fun to shit on him? I would say mo the majority of the latter. I don't think there's many people that gen gen genuinely hate him. Um, and, and what about – I don't think you'd get – you wouldn't get uh, – the, sh the show's just – more fun with Dave. Absolutely. He's a fucking moron. You see this? And what was it like meeting Samir? No. Menners, I just pulled that out of my beard. You're disgusting. I mean. That's like a fucking eight inch long sorry, this thread is, from mean, something. Anyway. Mayo, so tell me, you're never going into studio. Honestly, Kirk is going to listen to this and he's never going to have you in. Um, tell, 
What about meeting some of the Minna fans? I know you met the former host of this show, Red, for the first yeah, I time. Met Red. Um, yep. Are those breasts of his fake or real? Uh, Red did not appear that fat to me. Oh, maybe he's but been he in layered, training. He was, maybe he's been in. he was layered up too. He had like a coat and a vest on. So was he, no, it was great we, to meet Red. Yeah. Obviously, listeners to this show um, know that he's ostracized me because I've had people on this podcast, which is fine. I've done the same to other people. So if he wants to draw a line in the sand, that's fine. Yeah. I When I, when I, for, when I came back to like Minifan Twitter, uh, I think I did, I did something that Red wasn't happy with me about. I think I like suggested VD go on Minifandom. So I, I basically learned that way, like whatever's there between them, it's like much deeper and much more serious to Red than I can comprehend or know. So yeah, that whole thing is weird. Mm. And I, I just yeah. so what stay ab- out of it. So what about meeting other Minifans? Tell me, take us into the scene. Give, gig lost a gig, gig lost a ton of weight. Right. Gig gig is in shape. Gig is looking really good. I'm trying to Tony book. I'm trying looks, to book him on Minifandom. I still think Tony is Gig's dad. Um, they're not. They're cousins, uh, but they. I think. Blind, I think blind prison Mike. I think they're cousins, but their parents are related or something. I mean, I got to talk to Lauren Lynn in line at the VIP. Yep. Um, I bet she looked amazing and, uh, as always. Yeah, she looked great. She probably She's had so a great nice whistle too. though with it that night. She, I don't blame her, man. Fucking some minute, like who, like all the shit with wagon. It's it, there's just no. It's it's one of those things where you're like you, you can't even believe you have to comment on it that there's some that people out there can be that that big of a piece of shit. Um, but they're out there and they were in Portland Friday night apparently. But uh, and then whoever did that to the fucking urinal, like that really pisses me off that is just such a fucking like i can't believe like before i came and recorded this with you you know i I tucked my daughter in we read some of the hobbit i kissed her goodnight i'm doing all that stuff at the same time presumably unless by some stroke they 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 killed themselves in like a momentary uh you know lapse of enlightenment they realize how awful they are but i'm presuming that didn't happen whoever did that to the fucking urinal at the state theater was alive on this planet at the same time that I'm like tucking my daughter into bed. Shit like that boggles my mind. That person is out there in the world existing right now, <laughs> breathing. That's it's made alcohol. up of the same That's stuff people, of the stars as you, you know, and I. Probably wagon. It was probably BA. I mean, it was probably one of those guys that have been drinking for th- you know two days and just fucking didn't know what they were doing. Man, it's it's uh, yeah. I I can't believe that. I just can't. I can't. And it was Steve Robinson. Did they say today Steve took that photo during the show? Yes. It's like someone did that during the show. Yeah, how awful. Oh, my God. That's awful. Any other takeaways from the show? Because oh, I want to get your mark out of 100. Uh, just any fire some take. Anything you want to touch on before we move on? Um, I think I could have. I think, I think if I was more of a man, I could have had the golden putter. Okay. I honestly think Kirk was aiming for me. So what happened? Not, so what's the golden not, putter? Not to give what it to me the to golden be nice. putter? Like, I think he, I think he wanted it to hit me. What is the golden putter? What is the golden putter? I believe it's a, it's like a golf putter, a golf club. Yes. And it's gold. I think it's his trophy from right. the barstool tournament. Okay. But he threw it into the crowd. This fucking mope in front of me got it. And I could have, I could have, but I just, I just fucking, I just froze up. I just froze up. I didn't even make a go for it. 
Okay. Same with the sex doll. A couple times I could have snatched the sex doll out of the air, but that was more. I just thought that was gross. I didn't. I really didn't want to touch that. But I in found, hindsight, yeah, it would have been nice to get some some memento from the show. I found it quite. You know, you quite sort of awestruck when you when I was at the wheelbarrow. You quite awestruck by Kirk's talent. So you know, simple motor functions may not work as well, like catching. And I can see why you just being a bit of a daze while you, you know, yeah, yeah. as a massive kimp like you and I are, uh, you know, some people, whatever, they hate the show, they keep going, whatever, but if you um, get it. I saw some of those people. A- any thoughts on them? The leader in the show. No, they're not worth, no. Good. Uh, they're just. All right. So a couple of notes I've got. So I don't know if you saw um, Mike and Shane and the Minna fans on Friday night from Gritty's, just an absolute disaster. Now, I mean, technically it was a complete, complete farce because you couldn't hear it if you were at the bar and on YouTube was virtually unwatchable because you were losing every fifth word. So it was not even a good um, show from any point of view and i have a lot of sympathy for shane and mike because i did that pre-show at the wilbur and everyone wants to have a good time they don't want to listen to you um but at least i was able to record that so you could listen to it afterwards yes um, yeah this is you know virtually unwatchable it's so bad yeah i did tune in friday night um but i didn't watch all of it mostly because the audio was just it was consistently dropping every like few seconds yeah um yeah, I kind of I kind of think in terms of the show before the show, um, I thought what you guys did in Boston worked better where it was uh, uh, entirely fan driven so that Kirk and Dave in particular have one less thing to worry about. But I think it's nice for the fans to have a place to gather the night before. Um so, yeah, I don't know if it needs to be an official I think KMS the, thing. The best way to do it is do it like a radio show where you're not actually uh, doing the show for the people there. You're kind of recording it for posterity yes. and for people that aren't there. So, you know, you set up at a table and you get people to come in and out. Um, I was left high and dry because Red pulled out the week of the show. So, you know, we had a whole live show planned. And then so I got up different minifans, I think. Mick came up, Ridgels came up, Madawaska Rob, and yeah. But even if you, even if Red had been there, you still would have ended up doing it like a radio show because yes. the crowd, the crowd doesn't want to sit down and watch. The crowd That's wants right. to go out and drink and socialize. Yeah, so I'm with you. I actually I agree. Doing it like a live broadcast where you're there, but you're on the side and you're bringing people in and. I think I think that's the way to do it, and let it let it be fan driven for the for the show in Rhode Island. Actually, I was thinking they uh, it'd be cool if maybe uh, what if No Exit Four had a show the night before, so Minifans go patronize No Exit Four, they get to play some of their original shit, which I guess they were asking about. It takes pressure off the KMS crew, but it, it, Kirk could roll in and get people hyped for the next day. But that that might be a cool thing to try to do is combine it with a. A no exit four show. It's a good idea, but I wonder if the night idea. the night before thing will happen. Like they didn't really have a night before thing the will for the Wilbur because it was in Boston. Everyone's coming from all over the place. Like it really worked in Portland because it's a sort of little town. Everyone got there the night before. Uh, well, maybe not the night, but the the pre show. Yes, I think I think you got to have something. Yeah, actually, I would prefer. Yeah, I guess in a, if they do something the day before. 
I still would want something the, the day of as well. I mean, the dream is a mini fandom pre-show. I would say something before the show. The dream is a mini fandom pre-show, really. Yes. Um, yeah, but they won't do it. Why? They won't let you do it because you've you've been uh, you've been hateful lately. You're on a hate streak. I don't right? think so. I actually do yeah. not think so. Yeah. What, no, why do you do. say that? As your as your friend and as a what? as Go a loyal, on, give me some examples. As a loyal examples. listener, examples. I think VD's a bad influence, and I don't want e- you spending time with him anymore. Okay, Red. Uh, ex- <laughs> exa- examples of when I've been hateful. Oh, the Maz that you were wrong. You were so, you were you were so wrong in the Maz thing. I was definitely not wrong. You were and yes. I'm you were you definitely were definitely not wrong. Thing. Absolutely not wrong. I stand by everything I said. It's a bad look now for the KMS show to be the the show that trawls through audio audio for your gotcha moment. Um, yeah, I'm not hateful at all. And VD and I uh, are not friends. I don't like him, but it is hard to get talent. I ask you to come on this show every week and you say no. True, true story. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you can't complain. I'm, you know, the, there's not that many people around. Um you don't want me every week. Look at the. No, look definitely how this not. Is gone. You're absolutely right, no. actually. Um, so I do not think uh, VD is a bad influence. So, uh, so uh, Mike and Shane they do their show. Then Wagon tries to assault every female minifan. I've heard different stories. I've heard apart from assaulting Lauren, saying disgusting things to them, uh, trying to sniff Bree's hair. I've heard he said something to someone's wife. I've heard he said something to multiple people's wives. I've heard there was, you know, almost fights. It sounds like a really ugly scene. I said it all in my mini episode, you know, what I think about it. Anything you want to add, Mayo? But um, I just don't think those people, those people are not welcome at Minifan events. And if now the whole thing is they don't want to organise any events that aren't, you know, the main show, then that's a sad outcome. Yeah, I I would yeah, I think that would be unfortunate. I don't really have a comment other than to say like you're you're cuz that that shit's real. You know what I mean? Like KMS stuff, I it's fun to joke around about everything, but then with that, it's just it's serious. So like I I almost don't want to talk about it cuz I would I would want to talk about it flippantly and I don't want to be flippant about that, but yeah, you're a fucking asshole piece of shit who should not be around women, should not be like go 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 get help. Like yes. if you're getting that Good drunk help. that you're behaving that way, you got some bigger shit to worry about in your life. And I'll give him the benefit of the doubt of assuming he feels like a piece of shit being informed of what he did. So I would say maybe follow that feeling and and go fucking work on that. And in the meantime, just stay the fuck away from everybody. Because A, most importantly, you don't treat people that way. That's a, just wrong. And B, far less importantly, but B, that's a like this is a community. Kirk has built a community, right? So Mina fans are gathering as a community and we're everybody's representing it. So it looks bad when that type of shit happens. It looks bad. as funny as it is. It looks terrible when people shit and puke on a urinal at the, you know, there's some stuff that like you don't want it associated with your brand. And I know the show has no control over their fans, but like fans in a way you do all that bad stuff. It reflects poorly on, on the whole community. You know, like I think about, I, I would love for them to come to my hometown. Cause we have a little theater. I think it'd be perfect for one of their phone in shows. And I think about, yeah, what if, you know, the next week the word around town is like, Oh yeah. All those people who came in for that show, you know, like 
were fucking playing grab ass with the waitresses and and shit all over the bathroom. Like all it would take is one fucking chuck wagon, uh, you know, idiot fool to do that, and it paints the whole crowd the wrong way. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. fuck them, fuck yeah. them. And honestly, like, I don't know, going going and getting drunk and doing coke and like I said, it's just uh, like if that. It, if that that's what you're really about, like like your 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 fandom of this show is really just a vehicle for you to get wasted and do coke. So next time, just skip the show and just get wasted and do coke away from this community. Like just go do that because if you're doing that, that's your priority. That's what you care the most about. It's just a weird. It's a fucking weird scene. It's a. I don't. I don't quite. I don't understand it. Yeah, but that was very well articulated. I mean, I think those people just want friends, a lot of them, and um, that's a bit sad. But uh, one thing that, I mean, I was saying to you before we started, you know, I was I'm 10,000 miles away. I didn't really want to do much around the Portland show. But I got so upset when I heard Lauren talking on the 420 show, uh, not just about what happened, but also, you know, when I went and met all the Minna fans, you know, there was such a warm feeling and everyone was so nice and, uh, you know, met all the, the beautiful Minna ladies and met and met all the, the, the guys who you, you know, online you're having a bit of fun with and joking around. But then when everyone was together and last summer, there was a beautiful warmth and a everyone was so nice to each other and there was so much respect and I can't imagine any one of those people going and like grabbing Lauren and putting her in a corner. So it was just made me so upset that someone did that um, and, and all that shit. So, um, yeah, just very unsavory. A lot's been said about it. You know, one thing Lauren did make very clear, she had a great weekend, you know, 99.9% of Minute fans are fantastic. So it was a, a very yes. isolated incident. Um, but one um, that's, brought, you know, I think brought a lot of introspection from the Minna fans. Um, so that night ends. The next day, I don't know if you saw Tim and Rob did a, a pre-show, like a sort of red carpet. Yeah, I hung out with Tim and Rob before the show, before they did that. Um, but I did not... I didn't, I didn't get to, uh, I saw like red, red had it on his phone. So I saw they were up and running, but I didn't get to listen to it and I haven't gone back and watched it, but we did, uh, I won't name, well, maybe I should name names. We did, uh, the, I was with one group. I mean, first of all, I don't use this word a lot. Minna fans are cunty. <laughs> we, are, we are just honestly a bunch of cunts because everybody's just watching everyone else and talking shit. You know, like even after the show, there was a moment after the show, like, I, I talked to Ned Snark a little. I said hi to a couple people. And then at one point, it's like some people I was talking to left and I turned and I didn't really know anyone. And I was like, there's a Minifan. I guarantee it probably multiple Minifans across the street watching from a bar right now laughing at Mayo because he's run out of friends and he has no one to talk to. And I was like, I'm going to my fucking hotel. I'm out of here. Like, it's a very judgmental group. But we and I was part of a judgmental group that watched uh, two people uh get up and leave a bar and run across the street to the state theater. And we thought they probably saw that Tim and Rob are broadcasting and they want to get on it. And then they were on it minutes later. Who was so, that? I'm not going to say one of them might've been blind. And the oh, person okay. John Peltier and blind, blind Al. Cause I watched oh. it all. All right. I'll tell you. This. So firstly, they, they come in, right? So I'll tell you. This. Just take you wait, John. No, wait, shut up. John, John Peltier. <laughs> This isn't even I'm not laughing at someone because they're blind. It's more laughing at John. John was, I assume, leading Blind Owl across the street, right? 
There's a crosswalk. It's a busy fucking street in Portland. There's a crosswalk like six feet to their right. But Peltier just goes into the street and just is fucking crossing. And Blind Owl better keep up with him. Like, it was the most... It was a comically reckless way to lead a blind man across a busy street. It's it's like he wished him ill. Because Peltier was drinking that night. Oh, maybe that... Oh, so okay. he'd had a couple of IPAs. So I'm watching from the camera point of view. So you've got Tim and Rob um, hosting their show. I'll go into my thoughts on that. And Pelts and Blind Owl come in. And Pelts is drunk. And he puts Blind Owl with his back to the camera. So Al's just standing <laughs> there with his back to the camera. Pelt- oh, that that jives with what I. Observed. You've got a drunk guy leading a a drunk old guy leading a blind guy, and uh, it was very funny. Um, so Tim, I'm telling you, Blind like- Owl was unfolding his cane, and Peltier is at the fucking yellow line in the middle of the road. Like, come on, buddy. We almost lost. We almost. Oh, lost. that would have been something. Yeah. Part of me, I I don't I don't want to wish him ill, but part of me was like. It would there'd be something hilarious if a Minifan got fucking creamed by a car two minutes before the show starts. That that would have been funny. Absolutely. Um <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. Uh, but Tim and Rob's show Tim and Rob's show, I have to say, so Tim was a natural. Um, you know, he looked great in his suit, he had the mic. Now he was drinking. I will say he was drinking water when I was with him at a bar. Everyone was getting food. Tim was. He's Tim known was not for drinking. drinking straight vodka, so I'm pretty sure it was straight vodka. I, I'm. There's no way Tim was sober, but there's no way he was hammered. Like he'd put, like for him sober is like six six nips of Tito's. Um, so I'd say that's just that's just like breakfast for him. Some that's I'm his baseline. Sure, yeah, yeah. So I'm sure he hit the baseline. Um, but, you know, what is one thing you would think if you're doing a red carpet and you have a microphone, Mayo, and you're holding the microphone and a guest walks onto the red carpet, wouldn't you think it's normal you hold the microphone to their mouth so they can talk? Matawaska Rob is just talking into the microphone. He's got a guest there. He doesn't think to put the microphone in front of the guest's face. So you can't hear what the other people are saying. Um Tim was a natural. Tim was, he's the new David Letterman. But Matawaska Rob was just wandering around in his scallop cap, mumbling into the microphone. He had no idea what he was doing. As I said, people (laughs) would come up and he might put the microphone in front of their face for one sentence and then he'd just hold it in front of himself so he could talk. It It was very frustrating. And then for the last sort of 15 minutes of that show, the audio started to go like um, the night before. So it became pretty bad. But yeah, is that is that an internet uh, connectivity thing? That it going in and out of the audio Does, is that maybe I don't, is that a Wi-Fi issue? I don't know. You'd have to ask Cullinane how he set it up because I don't know what you do about that in that case. And I know Cullinane leading up to the event said a few times it's all going to depend on the Wi-Fi that it's a crapshoot. You can do everything right, but if the Wi-Fi sucks, the audio is going to suck. Maybe I would have. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know if he's set up, um, but anyway, it's just matter what's Rob always promises so much and fails to deliver like lovely guy terrific guy sweetheart he's the he's the most confident self-assured person on the planet yeah inexplicably so in many ways No, and he was terrible at that pre-show like he's begged for like two years to do it and then he was awful at it i will say he was good when he went into studio last time yeah that was his best performance so yeah i thought he was good I'll, I'll say too. I told I've met him and told him this. Montante has been great. Yes, I, I, and the crowd, the crowd, the crowd loves Montante. I was watching him 
like he was just standing in one spot, but like almost it seemed like every other person walking by yeah. was giving him five or whatever the fuck. I know that like, feeling you know. from the wheel bus. So yeah, yeah. Uh, t- tell me um, any more stuff from the weekend because I do want to hit a few show things. Then we've got listener questions. So we've still got like another hour because we've got like fifteen. It was listener questions. It was fucking. It was it was cold and rainy out, but that's okay. You make your own weather. Um, but uh, let me look at my notes. Kirk had a nice speech about how it's the best audience in the world, which I think he's right. And he said, he, you know, like this is the this is the universe he wanted to build, a bunch of people that are in on the joke. Um, so I thought that was nice. Uh, uh, the um, one thought I had is they I think they absolutely could utilize some of Barstool's technical abilities and the, the scale that they have. Um I think they should do a not maybe not stream it live, but record a KMS show live. Absolutely. Like remember on the way up the way up to Madawaska, they wanted to do that documentary and it was just a little bit too much. They bit off more than they could chew at, you know. But I think they could do something like that around a KMS show, a documentary slash concert style feature or something like that. And you could even have, I think if you had people with cameras all throughout the crowd to get Kirk because you never know where he's going to go. Like, I, I think there's a lot of potential there. They could do something really special with uh, recording and, and doing some some higher level production around a live KMS show. So I hope Barstool hops on that. I agree. That's a great idea. Like, actually make it for TV as well. Like, make a Yeah. You know, have like six cameras there and do yep. a full production. Because it's fucking, it's wild, man. Like, uh, when I got home and my, my, my kids were like, so what was the sh- what's the show like? What'd you go to? And it's like I don't even know how to explain this to you kids. Like, there's music. There's a man going crazy. There's a blow up doll. There's you know Bree Hunter outside and like as like the the most minimal amount of clothing possible. And it was so fucking cold out. That's also when I decided to go to my hotel because part of I turned. I had ran out of people to talk to, and I was like, someone's gonna make fun of me for this. And then I looked, and it was her from behind, and she just had on like a tiny, tiny skirt and no coat or anything. And part like the dad in me wanted to just like give her my coat and be like, we, we should go talk. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing out here? It was a fucking clothes on. Uh, so that's when I left and I went, I went my, my wife's only thing my wife told me before the sh- I went was uh, don't get hurt and don't cheat on me. But I absolutely cheated on her with a gluten-free pizza that I got delivered to my hotel at like 1130. It was the fucking, as Gary Tangway once said, like I made love to it. It was the fucking one of the best dining experiences of my life. Mm. I hadn't eaten all day because of fucking Red. Red tells me, let's meet at this place, right? He says, let's meet at Auto Pizza, okay? Google Auto Pizza in Portland. There's like a fucking dozen of them. I don't know why one city needs so many pizza chains with the same name. So then he says, it's the one on Congress Street. There's two of the motherfuckers on Congress Street. So then he says, it's 576 Congress Street. So that's where I fucking go, and it's closed. They must have fucking left that one on Congress Street to go to the other one on Congress Street. And then he was late, so I didn't get to eat because I didn't want to miss the VIP. Mm. So I didn't. So eat. you were hungry? Didn't eat. You were very. I was hungry. fucking starving. Starving manners. I don't think. I, well, the hurt thing might have happened, but um, I don't think the cheating thing was ever a possibility. I mean, no, she's. I know she's so cute. Yeah. She always says that, like, I'm like, oh, you really, like, you insane. You, you have, you have, like, just have you seen no my face? sense of reality. Yeah. yeah like, like, Manners is not here. Don't like, worry. Okay, sweetie. I'll try my best. Yeah. It's funny. Before I got married, you, you, you wrestle with the, like, 
can, oh, sex with one woman the rest of my life? Like, how am I going to deal with this? I've had, I, nothing has ever presented. I've never had any fucking whiff of even a, a slight chance at mm. adultery. Yeah. It's just, I don't, don't even have to worry about it. And you were just like happy to have one person. I'm thrilled yeah, just to have easiest, one person. Easiest vow to keep ever. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, you m- mentioned Brie. I mean, I've got a few show things, um, but then we'll get into mm. listen to questions. I mean, today we had the Brie and Julie experience. Um, fantastic to see. I mean, I think it's the first time ever there's been two girls in there at once with Kirk for the show. What did you think of oh, it? Oh yeah, and you've long, you've been a you've been a, a long time critic of them for. Uh, I believe you said Kirk is a Kirk is scared of girls. Isn't that what you said? Yep. Yeah, I also said, well, my two bits of advice last summer were Kirk should be on do all shows live on YouTube, has happened, and I said Kirk should start bringing in minifans on that Thursday slot, has happened. So I'm glad that he listens. Have we – when did we last – so you and I last did a show after the Wilbur. So we haven't even really talked about the rotating cast of minifans. Well, we've done a show since then. We did a show over we did? the holidays. I'm pretty sure. <clears throat> but um oh, it's disgusting. it's gone remarkably well it's gone remarkably well like like i keep I, I kept thinking nolan might have been the first one or maybe julie was the first one who was truly random and when colinane was like it's just some lady that dm me and said she'd like to do it i was thinking this is it like the you know they're, they're gonna run out of track here like kirk is great but there's just you can't do it with just anybody and there hasn't been anyone who's gone in there yet and has has sunk the boat Every single one has been entertaining, some much more than others, but every single one has been good. You know, and it, it's, I think it's, I think it's pretty fucking remarkable. Mm. He's just bringing in random fans. Yeah. Brie and Julie. And Julie's good. very good. Yep. And Brie was good today. I mean, she was nervous. It was <sighs> her first time. She got better towards the end, but um, she was in a tough spot. I have thoughts on Brie. Go on then. I don't disagree with you. I think, I think the Brie thing today was a little bit of timing. Because when I turned on YouTube and saw her, my immediate knee-jerk reaction was, what the fuck? Like, she doesn't know the show. It was, so it was, and it was, if it was two weeks from now, I would I would have been like, oh, Brie, that's cool. But because it was the first show after the live show, something about it just felt like, it just didn't feel right that it wasn't a diehard minifan in that seat. Well, should be really Mike have I mean, that was the thing. Colin, yeah, Colin and I yeah, made and a decent point. Mike. That- yeah. It so would have been not, it's ideal not, it's, to have Mike there that day. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, so it's not like I don't blame her. I thought she was good. Like I think she'd be fine on the show. She she's a good sport. Um, but it just I because when it's someone like that, then they end up kind of catering to her a little bit, and it turned into a lot of like interviewee with her type stuff, which again could be interesting. Like I I liked kind of digging into whatever the dynamic is with her parents and her profession's interesting and all that stuff. But just the timing of it being the the one after the live show, I that's not really what I – I didn't really want, like, the Brie Hunter hour. Yeah, I really like Julie and I really like Brie. Um, Julie's great. I did notice uh, uh, Julie was, like, a row or two behind me, and there were a couple times I saw her, like, she was sitting with a guy, and I assumed it was her husband. And I honest to God at one point thought to myself, like, it's 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 hard to picture those two people fucking oh, like they on, seem man. like Please. they seem like just pals. But well, then I, I think you know, I think they said today Jesus it was her cousin or her, her brother, back. yeah, okay, or something well, like that. It wasn't her husband, yeah. so it makes so the actual lack of sexual chemistry was in, entirely appropriate because <laughs> they're related. Did did you do that for everyone? Like, do you just look around the room like judging sexual chemistry? 
yeah, I mean, I don't know if this is normal. Like, I don't think I've ever laid eyes laid eyes on anyone and not, at least for a nanosecond, pictured them banging somebody. Wow. What yeah, an insight my grandmother's into the like insane everybody. mind. Insane mind. <laughs> um, one thing that did come out of today's show was Montante was like like creeping on Julie all weekend with the messages and pissed his pants at the Portland show. Oh yeah, yeah, he absolutely pissed his pants. Yeah, yeah. no, actually, um, I'll defend Montante. He, he, I saw his defense was that they were filling the cups to the brim. That's in my experience true. I got, okay. a, I got a draft cider. And they fucking they they poured it all the way to the top, and I spilt a little on myself. And again, I was like, "All these cunty Mina fans are gonna be like, oh, Mayo doesn't know how to carry a beer." Very judgy. Very Tony from Maine called me fussy. I'd agree fussy. with that. Fussy, fussy. I'm fussy too. I'm just a man trying to get through life, shitting my pants as few times as possible. If not eating gluten makes me fussy, then I'm I guess I'm fucking fussy, Tony. Um. Man, you know, Wagon's lucky Steve from Providence wasn't there on Friday night. Then he fucking killed him. Um, yes, he might. Yeah. Yeah. Because Steve, last time I saw Steve, he was ripped. Yeah, he's ripped. Um, Bre- oh, what did we think about Max last week? The insanely wealthy Max. Yeah, I liked him. Good. I liked him. Yeah. He was okay. It's fun having these characters in. Yeah, that's a th- Yeah, yeah. I don't the, – the, the only – Again, Snell, Snell is the only one who I think really like laid an egg on the uh, in the guest chair. On yeah, his he was the appearance. worst. Yeah, he was the worst. I, I also, I did, uh, I did talk to um, Allison a little bit. I didn't, I never, I somehow missed all this. Did you know that she's the hag? Yes, I did. He know referred that. to yes. after the John Stewart show. Yes, for like, I would love to know why he why he said that. She 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 said nothing happened. To, uh, to, as a prelude, he to that, probably thought he was being funny. Yeah, honestly, it's, <laughs> it's probably so- it's probably like when you know I called you know I called Padded being a dickhead for cheering during Lauren, and he was he was so. just throwing out something, uh, even though I don't like Snell. Um, all right, well, uh, should we get into all these questions because we've got like twelve of them? So, hold on, let me check my notes. Yeah, let's check your notes. The listeners have only heard you say that like twenty times so far. You're listening to Minna Fandom. Well. Mayo checks his notes. Disgusting burps throughout the show. Uh, oh, oh yeah, this one's in the. This will be in the listener questions. Oh, the drunk guy. Yes, the drunk guy, Kirk. Kirk. Oh, you really tell me about I him. thought. I thought Kirk was going to punch him. So what? There was a was drunk like, wow. guy in the audience who kept talking. So there was a drunk guy who. Um, I, I'm assuming it's the same guy because. There was a voice behind me and a little bit to the right that was yelling shit all show. And it was the, like, like the, that voice belonged to a body and a person capable of shitting in the urinal at the state theater. Like just hearing the stuff they were yelling, I was like, this is the dumbest motherfucker on the planet. Like at one point towards the beginning, I heard him yell, Dave, is your grandmother here? (laughs) Get it, Menners? Because his grandmother's dead. Yes. So he's asking if she's there because that would be upsetting. Yeah, that's funny though. Because she can't be there because she that's funny, died though. last week. I think that's funny. Uh, no, it's it was once it was, is funny. He probably yelled. Hold it on, out let me tell you what else times. he yelled. At one point, at one point, Kirk said something like, "I can't see the screen" or something, and I heard the guy yell, "Mike can't see." Okay, that's not funny because he's blind. Manners is he? And then they brought up Kevin Mailer at one point, and I heard this guy yell, "Hot shot." 
Like he was just, <laughs> which is apparently what they think Kevin Mailer used to murder a man. Right. Just the most like just stupidest. So it just sounded like a fucking wasted person shouting really dumb shit that he thought was funny and no, it just made everyone else cringe so hard like their fucking skin melted off their bodies. So I'm assuming that's the drunk guy that Kirk eventually called up. And I, I thought I, I was thinking if the guy hits Kirk, then it was going to be like a fucking riot. Can you imagine if, if someone punched Kirk at the front of the stage? How fucking like you ever been at a party and someone like puts their hands on a woman and all of a sudden every fucking man in the party like puts their drink down? Well, except I guess at a minifan bar. But uh, <laughs> you ever have that happen where it's just like all of a sudden one person there has like 30 people ready to yes. fucking stomp their ass? Yeah. It would have been that times 100. The guy would have just been fucking mobbed by the crowd. So in a way, I was kind of like, well, that would have been interesting, but I'm glad it didn't come to that. But yeah, that guy sucked, and I'm glad Kirk called him out because Kirk said, we work so fucking hard on this, and assholes like you come and try to ruin it. And it's true. Like, that guy thinks he's being part of the show, and he's in on the joke. But again, you're so fucking wasted, you're just not even capable of Rational being part of the joke yeah. in a in a fun and entertaining way. You're, you're yeah. just fucking making it about yourself, and you suck. I like. I really like B.A. B.A.'s a nice guy. I, I genuinely believe. Did you meet him? Or was he too no. wasted? Yeah, it's exactly. Um, I mean, I wasn't around Friday night. And no, then but he left Saturday. early. And he left the show early. Yeah, you know? he, he's such just such he's such a bad decision. Um, be like when you wanted to give Bree your jacket. You know, I wanted to give um, BA my jacket. It, you want to you hear something funny about Bree? Yes. So after Bree went on Barstool Idol, I um I followed her on Twitter. Yes. Okay. She's the only. I, She's the only like thirst trap I follow on Twitter. Um, and uh, and I do think she's funny. Like her blogs are funny. She's I, she's got a good sense I of humor. I agree. Um, I think she's actually probably a better writer than broadcaster. But uh, so I actually thought she was of, better with me and Montante than she was on the main show. I think, I mean, Kirk is a little bit. I don't bit think I finished that episode. Kirk is intimidating. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, of so. course. Yeah, no, yeah. I I, re- I I I admire any fan who goes in there and doesn't just melt into the chair. Yeah, just so sorry, you were saying a literal about puddle. So and then it was it was at like Elon had taken over Twitter, so all of a sudden I was seeing a lot more like, oh, so and so liked this, so and so liked this. So Bree Hunter would like all these tweets from this woman named Doctor Nicole Lapera, I think is her name. She's the holistic psychologist. So I started seeing all these tweets on my feed. And I was like, I kind of like what this lady has to say. So then I followed that lady. Then I bought two of her books. And one of the books has been fucking life-changing. Wow. It's been really, yes, it's been quite a good read. I, if I if I met her, I would. And that, yeah. Instead of perving at her ass. I'm sure all the Minifans were, I'm sure she had a line of Minifans telling her how, you know, she helped connect them to this uh, psychiatrist that made a big difference for them. Yeah. I, I'm sure she, she got that. Honestly, I think Friday she would have enjoyed Friday. that rather than the stuff wagon was probably, probably saying to her. All right, let's get into the listener questions. Uh, the first one was from Ned Snark. Why don't we have Lauren Lynn on this show? Uh, but, well, for a couple of reasons. First, don't, the, don't, what, don't, there's no we. I had nothing to do with that. Yeah, okay, Ned asked I advocated me. for it. You didn't, you didn't said, advocate for it. Okay. I'll say Menner's comments on the situation behind the scenes were blind Mike-esque. <laughs> All I'm saying is with um, 
Lauren, she did a great job on the 420 show. Why would I um, make her come on and talk about it again? Um, so, yeah. No, if Lauren, if Lauren came on, I would want her to talk about everything but that. Yes. and You know what I mean? Yes. She'd be good to talk about because she's a huge fan. Absolutely. Yeah. It was weird when yeah. Kirk today said, oh, Lauren's drifted away from the show. She hasn't drifted away yes. from the show at all. Well, she goes to every live uh, event. She might be a bit quieter but, on Twitter, but that she's more into the show, I think, than ever. Um. I noticed that as well, and I had a few questions about it. He could have been, because you know he 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 likes to he likes to push the button that he knows is going to bother you. So that's, I mean, that for her, that's absolutely to imply that she's lost it. Like that's that's a cutting thing mm. to say about her. Um, I know that but then feeling. it also made me wonder. She is friendly with like the bracket crew, which, if I'm understanding all the. Uh, uh, all the dynamics here and the groups and everything like the bracket crew is the GVE crew, yeah. which is the like Mincel crew, which is a sneakers affiliated organization, right? That's right. Absolutely. So basically does Kirk, is Kirk under the impression? Does he, is his impression of her now that she's, she's hobnobbing with people he doesn't like. And is that why he said that? I don't think so. I think Lauren's just nice to everyone. And uh, yeah, th that's yeah, I, I don't think that's the case. I just think, remember there was that thing at the, like there was a live event uh, in Boston, maybe the live dozen, and uh, Kirk said something about the Minna lady should have said something. Um, remember that? Oh, in the bathroom? Yeah. So maybe, maybe yes, that's, yeah, that's a bit Yeah, because like Kelly Keegs was talking yeah. shit or something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Next question from Kesa One. What can be done to foster more behind pictures in Bree Hunter's OnlyFans or Playboy? I'm not sure what can be done, but the, I think the great thing about OnlyFans is you can communicate with the the, the said person you're sponsoring. Yes. So, we are living in a golden yeah. age of engagement. So I'm so not going to speak for express, um, express your wants and needs. All I know is May's admitted to, to start just there checking out Bree's behind in a disgusting manner um, before, but whatever. Who, me? Yes. You said, oh, you, anyway, I don't want to go make you repeat it. Yeah, but I don't subscribe. I don't subscribe to her OnlyFans. Good, because your wife would kill you probably, like as would mine. And you know, my wife and I have a, yeah, like, um, my wife doesn't, like, she, my, like, masturbatory habits never come up. Like, I know she's, like, aware it happens, but it's, like, I, so sometimes I wonder, I'm, like, does she? I just assume, like, yeah, he he watches porn, and jerks off, like all guys. Yeah, I'm, and would that extend too? Would she be like, yeah, you know, so he subscribes to OnlyFans, or or I don't know, I don't know. It it's different really money starts that. coming out of your credit card to see another woman. Naked. Well, that's the other thing. Yeah, financially, right now, I can't afford. Yeah. I, I I it'd be a wiser move for me to start in OnlyFans than to start. I'm sure, there's some to kinky that. mole people out there. Oh yeah, yeah. All right, next. There's gotta be. Yep. Yeah. Next question, Melissa Gorman. If there's a late summer, early fall show in Rhode Island, will you make the trip to the US for it? Great question. Well, I'm in Connecticut, so I would, yeah, I would, yes. You would yes, Melissa definitely Gorman. go. I'll make the trip. Yep. And to, uh, to me, Melissa, so obviously really wanted to be there on the weekend. And at one point I just thought, just for curiosity, I'm going to like Google how much it would cost. And, you know, for me to like go and come back from the US, it's, you're talking, I would say, Four, three to four grand minimum US dollars. Easy, right? Yeah. Easy. Yeah. You know, flights, flight was three grand Aussie. So even if you get a good deal, two grand. Um, look, it, it may happen. You never know. If something um, 
something changes, I'd love to make it to the US for another trip. I guess one of the best chances is if Kirk ever does this much vaunted LA show um, or California show. That's just one flight for Aussie, so I could, I could, you can, you know, you can be there in twelve hours. But I don't want that. To, 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 Mayo, to give you an insight into my fandom, my love for the show, even though. There are 50 reasons why I could not go to the US last weekend, you know, including kids stuff, work stuff, wife stuff. I mean, you know, if I went, I probably would come back to, you know, a house with the locks changed and, you know, but I still Googled the, I still Googled the flights just to look into it. I still entertained the thought. I understand. I understand. I would have been, yeah, I would have been, uh, I probably would have killed myself if I was you, honestly. I mean, I would love to see Melissa. I would love to see always tomorrow, Manners. No, actually, the FOMO is not that bad. This is the thing. I actually feel sorry for the people that are like in the northeast of the states and didn't or couldn't go because for me, it's 10,000 miles away. So it's like yeah, fairyland. It's never going to happen. So it's not for one second you think about it. But, you know, I think about this, the fans that are, had something on they couldn't go or just too lazy because they're fucking losers and then they realize what they've missed out on. That's the people I think about, really. Yeah, if you're yeah, if you're a KMS fan, you gotta go. As they as they uh I know they have they said they have their phone in live shows, which like Sacco kind of I think they would classify those as the phone, you know, more like they just record the show live. Um and then there's the Wilbur and the state, like the big, the big production value, you know, fucking, with, mm. you know, wh- I don't know what they're calling that category, but you got to catch a Wilbur state theater type show at some point because it's just it must do. Yeah. Like Kirk said today, I mean, he's got to be right. Wilbur, like, the Wilbur, how many, the Wilbur changed my how life. How many podcasters could do that? How many podcasters yeah. could do that? Yeah. It doesn't even make sense to try to explain. Like when I see my in-laws tomorrow, they're going to ask me, so what was it? How it, it's hard to explain. Like, well, it's a show not really about anything, and then they do a live show, but they don't just do the podcast. It's it's yeah, it's fucking wild. It's wild, and they, they yeah they and I'm excited because they you could tell like I said they got they were better this time because they had the benefit of having done it before, so they'll just keep getting better and sharper at it. Mm. All right, next question. But thank you, Melissa. I would love to come and meet you again. It was so great to meet you last summer. So hopefully it happens. Fingers crossed. You never know. Um, suburban tug time. Can you share your take on the Curtis situation? Andy Mayer, would you like to go first on this one? Uh, I don't know if I, I don't really have a take. I, I, uh, uh, okay, here's my take. I don't buy the Mila Kunis thing. Neither do I. I think, I think he just, that joke, the connection was made in his head. He's probably, and he pissed. said it. I think, and I think it's one of those things where, like sometimes there's stuff like that where it's like you know it's bad, but you don't quite realize it's it's deeply rooted in a in like hatred and racism. You know, you think it's a little bit more of like just an off color thing to say, but it turns out no, like that's really derogatory and racist. I think he just thought he was making an edgy joke, and I think that was it. And I think he just I think he yeah he should get in trouble for that. Um, I thought Maz should I I got a lot of shit for saying like Maz should at least get suspended a week, but I really thought like I get it. I'm not necessarily I'm not saying they're Klansmen. Um, and I understand you're making original content, so you're going to cross the line sometimes. And I get all that, but like the organization has a responsibility to respond to it. So I thought it was appropriate to suspend Maz. I think it's appropriate to suspend Curtis. Um, but it is super, super interesting 
to watch a cancellation from start, literal start to finish. Because on a KMS episode, they fucking, they made that snowball and then they rolled it down the hill and just watched it. And we all got to watch it with them of like, look how big this fucking snowball we made is getting. And it's taking Chris Curtis out with it. Like that, that was pretty interesting. And it just goes to show too, you can do this stuff without actually meaning it, which, which is what Bob Murchison did too. Bob Murchison waged this moral campaign against Kirk. He didn't mean a, maybe initially he meant it, but by the end, no, it was a personal vendetta cloaked as some moral crusade. And I think it's interesting to show that you can do these things to people and cancel them on these moral grounds and platitudes, but you don't have to fucking believe in any of it. It's just the, it's just like a script you can follow. It's a procedure you can follow now on social media and in new media to get people in trouble. So but I thought that was think, interesting. Okay. But don't you think my feeling is that Kirk has often been the victim of this, that people are looking for anything that he says or anything that's and trying to cancel him. So now I'm just worried that, you know, now that Carl and Kirk are doing this, that, you know, people might think, well, we'll, we'll keep an eye on them a bit closer now. Yeah, that's the, they run that risk. Like I, I was thinking, um, you know, it crossed my mind at one point, like uh, someone called in as Mayor Wu. Yes, absolutely. I think that same episode. And I was thinking, you know, if I'm Chris Curtis, I'm tweeting that out. I'm going to grab that off YouTube. I'm going to tweet I that mean, out Dave and say, Cullinane's oh, Dave the producer. Look, he can bang on that This is the away. show. Yeah, this is the show. These this are the guys Dave that fucking Cullinane. started this for me. Yeah. You could, yeah, so you're right. You're right. They could, that card could easily get played against them. And I will say, I think it's, it, it is hypocritical to cancel, try to cancel people the way he was canceled. But I think he's aware that it is. And it's one of those times where he's saying, yeah, it, maybe it's hypocritical. I don't fucking care. Cause I'm gonna, I think, I think I've got a point to make. If he was doing it all the time, if he was like, uh, like I think Steve Robinson now lives in a world where all he's trying to do is like cancel people over things. I don't think Kirk has made it his whole career. He's, no. he's doing it to go after specific enemies in specific instances, especially when it's Boston related. And it provides him a chance to point out that Chad Finn and Shirley Leung were, yeah, but were he's just done that before. Anyway, I don't want to go over this. We've heard all this before, blah, blah, blah. You brought it up. No, I'm just, you what, brought it you know, up. I just don't, I just, anyway, just care about Kirk, care about the show. Hope, I hope people don't start going through the minutiae of audio. Uh, on the main show. Um, all right, Kirk, you walnuts. Yeah, don't, get, don't do it to this episode either because I said the C word twice. And I... Why do you hate Kirk in the show so much that you boycott the live shows? Uh, yeah. Thank you, Kirk, you walnuts. Great question. Thoughts on the new head of the T? I think is whoa, this whoa, direct, whoa. Di directed to you. Answer the question. I don't hate Kirk and I don't hate the show and I would love to go to every live show um, if budget was a, wasn't a factor and kids and life and work um oh do you remember what's the new head of the tea go on i don't know stop burping it's disgusting it's disgusting um i live in a part of connecticut that has almost literally no public transportation so i know the tea is in boston i know charlie baker was the governor and i know that the tea is a shit show and that's all. It's, all right. Next that's question. Witness protection, Steve. Does Andy Mayo still think the Steve's a liar guy is a body double? Great question. Um, and I'm glad he asked it. It was in my notes. Uh, 
no, for some reason this time around, I was much closer to the stage this time around. The Steve's a liar guy matched his voice a little bit more to me, but I still think that voice doesn't sound like it should come out of that man. In fact, if Jay's mayhem listens to this, (laughs) Jay's mayhem was sitting next to a guy who had like curly hair and glasses and a bow tie and he had a suit on. I thought that guy sitting next to Jay's mayhem was going to be revealed to be Steve's a liar guy. Cause that guy looks like the Steve's a liar guy voice would be coming out of him, not out of the actual Steve's a liar guy. The Steve's a liar guy is kind of like, he looks like kind of like a rock star stud, but the Steve's a liar guy voice is sort of like high pitched and nasally and nerdy to me. So I always was picturing like a super nerdy dude. But I will say this time around, it did it it did seem evident. It it's not a ruse. That's actually the guy. How was he? How was his song, Cullinane? Cullinane. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. fun. Kirk said he wasn't. I guess that one be didn't there. really tickle my nuts. Kirk did the um tip the proper showman thing a couple of weeks ago on the show. He said, "Oh yeah, he can't make it." Steve's a liar guy. Oh, yeah. Don't know yep. if you heard that. How about me? Are you surprised I didn't say anything about my appearance? I'm very surprised you didn't tell me. Yes. Uh, yeah. Especially because I'm not. You know, I wasn't going to the show. Um, no, but k- listen, Kirk. Kirk Minahan said, "Do not fucking say anything to anybody." So I didn't say anything to anybody. Good job. All right. Next question. Drew Band. Will you be publicly apologizing to uh, Pat for trying to get clout off him earlier today? Well, we've been through that. There was absolutely no chance of me getting clout off Pat. And Drew Band has become very annoying. Um, All right. Nipples. What are the chances Kirk really puts- Oh, yeah. Drew Band wanted me to ask you the hard questions. You asked The tough questions. You did. I I just, again, it's like I, I don't even quite know why they're mad at you and I don't like- it's it's the whole issue at hand is actually serious. Yeah. It's all this secondary like know, it was my fault. I drama have, around. I shouldn't it. have it's made just, fun of Pat. It seems inappropriate. I shouldn't have made fun for Pat cheering on a goal while someone told it. Like you invite this woman on to tell her story, so it's not that you know. Like she, they invited her on her show on their show to talk about what happened, and then he sits there watching the game and cheering goals, and he's angry at me. And they're angry at me for calling it out. I mean, those fucking idiots should take a look in the mirror. They're closer to wagon than I am. All right. Um, how 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 elated were you today when uh, Kirk asked if Dave listened to their show, and Dave said, "No, I listened to Menor's summary of it." Well, I th- you must have been happy, right? Well, I told Pat in the DMs. I said, "Look, no," and I and I put the four twenty link in the episode description so everyone could listen to the whole thing. But I said, "There's no way Cullinane is going to listen to your show. He's too lazy. I've got to clip it up for him." And they didn't even play the clips in the end. But um, all right, next question: Nipples. What are the chances Kirk really puts pause on all sanctioned pre-show events? Well, I would think the dust needs to settle on this. It was an isolated incident. There have been a number of Minifan events that have gone off um, pretty smoothly. I think maybe there's been one violent incident before. So maybe this is the sort of wake-up call we needed. We needed, the show needed. But, uh, yeah, I hope it doesn't stop them. That's a great point. This is kind of the exception that proves the rule, maybe. Because this hasn't happened before, so it could what are you be saying? yeah. It because so there's there's a saying it's the exception that proves the rule. Yeah. So the fact that this has only happened once goes to show, typically, minifans are very well behaved. So maybe yeah, maybe you don't need to end all the 
not I don't know. I say just fucking let the fans handle it and the show can say, hey, you know, this place is the the place to be the night before or this is the place to be the afternoon of the show and that's it. Mm. Just to give people a common spot to go to and Kirk knows where everyone will be if he wants to pop in or something. But uh, yeah, um, I don't I don't know if it needs to be sanctioned or unsanctioned. Yeah, things have really changed. Is. I mean, last summer before the world, I messaged Carl and Kirk and said, hey, thinking of doing a live minute fandom, it's a pre-show and everyone wants you know somewhere to get together. I didn't even get a reply about it. Um, so they could go back to that. They could just say, as you say, make it totally fan-driven. Uh, if people want to do shows, they can f- do it or just get together in a bar and hang out. Um, next question. Shark Minahan, is Bree the first person to listen to an entire KMS episode and not laugh once? I don't even think she cracked a smile today. Uh, that's I didn't watch the video, but that can't be right. She laughed a lot. As I said, I think she was just a little nervous for that first half an hour. Yeah, and I guess she is kind of low-key. Like, I sort of see what he's saying, but she definitely laughed and joked. She's very dry, dry sense of humor. Yeah, she's though. very clever and witty. She's a bit like Paula. Like, it's it worked well having Julie, who was sort of big and getting into it, and Brie on the side with just the little um, witticisms, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. All right, next question, the squid. Did you attack Pat just for clout? No, people are saying you embarrassed yourself. Well, no, I just went through that. I didn't attack him for clout. Ted Sarandis, how do you justify giving a forum to a supporter and friend of Wagon like VD? So that's the first question from Ted. What I want to say about that is, and I know you brought this up before about sort of groups of people, and, you know, when I say sneakers and BA and those guys are dickheads. I mean that. I think they're dickheads. But I also don't think they're like bad people like Wagon is. Like Wagon did some really seriously bad shit. Um, you know, Sneakers has been to plenty of live events. He's, you know, he's a vomit, but he's never done anything like that. Uh, so, so I think it's what happens now, really. Like you can't blame anybody for being friends with someone online because you don't know what they're like. I mean, VD's friends with someone on a show, but you know, I would be disappointed if, yeah, I, yeah, I will judge people on how they act going forward and not their past actions. What do you think, Mayo? I do not care. Okay, great. Yeah. Next question. <laughs> that's, um, that's pretty much. And then um, Ted's brought up the fact that I haven't had Pat and Chris on Minna Fandom because you don't like who they associate with. Look, I don't want to get into that, but I think their perfect spot is the 420 show. Would they be any good? No, no not at all. Um, next question, any word on a KMS appearance for Mayo? So, you know, what's now the appropriate time, you think, Mayo? You're in their good books. You've done the video for them. Kirk's one of those people. You do something for him, he'll do something for you. So, you know, when are you going to send in the message, hey, I'd love to come in? Never. What do you mean you're not going to do it now? No. Because they're not going to ask you. You you have to go, can I come in? I've 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 indicated to Dave Colonnane that I would love to do if it. If you wait for Dave Colonnane, it will never happen. <laughs> then I guess it'll never, okay, it'll you know, never, it'll happen. never happen. So there you go, yeah. Ted. It's never gonna happen. I mean they think I think they know. I think yeah, Kirk has to like it goes without he knows. Yeah, if like there's some they, like last of us fucking mushroom infest infestation and there's like two people left on the universe, maybe they'll think of you. But other than that, it's not gonna happen. You have to ask. 
Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think I have to ask. All right. Are you, no, are you going in? Are you booked this week? No. Are you booked next no. week? No. Are you booked at all? No. No, but it's actually I do have um I've got a I've got a I've got a standing work appointment 9 to 12 every Friday till like the middle of April. So I couldn't do Fridays anyway. Why do you always call it the Thursday show anyway? That reminds me. You always refer to it as the Thursday show, but it's Fridays. I they thought you were a day Thursday ahead of us. Thursday some weeks. No, they no. Did last you week. always say that. I feel like they never do a Thursday. Well, it's always a Friday. All right, next question. Me, trans memes. I don't even know what that is. Uh, people are, are saying you consider yourself the Al Sharpton of Minifans. Can you confirm? Do you do you think if you went on came like I, I often think if I did go on KMS, would I would I have any subjects that are off limits? What what would your approach be? Firstly, who uh, okay? Well, who's Al Sharpton? Can we just answer Mame's question? Um, oh God, who is he? This is gonna. Um, I get there's there's. I've uh, obviously heard the name. But. This is. I just feel, <laughs> feel like uh, Al Sharpton is a. Um, he's a black gentleman. He is a social activist. Uh, I think his critics would call him um, maybe a race baiter. Okay. Like I think so. So, so I guess. So, so I guess what the question uh, is alluding what, to. What was the question? The, the question is, he's saying, "Would I consider myself the Al Sharpton of Minifans? fans?" And that's because I put out an eight-minute podcast of a woman talking about being sexually assaulted. So I wouldn't consider myself that. And I don't quite understand why Al Al Sharpton typically has to do with like. Well, um, I don't know. This guy's obviously big, big issues of race that get a lot of attention. Like Al Sharpton will moron, right? somehow attach himself um, to it. I don't think I went overboard. I literally clipped five minutes of highlights, spoke for three minutes, and who's the who's the who's the Al Sharpton of uh, defending sexual assault victims at pre-night uh, gatherings for uh, podcasts? Who's the equivalent? <laughs> that's that's who they should have said. I'm blanking on who that yeah, is, but know. that's who yeah, they should have. Question. Um, the Al Sharpton comparison doesn't work. Uh, your question, what would be off limits? Nothing. If I went into KMS, it'd be an open book. I mean. Mm. Nothing? Pretty much. Does your wife have a sister? Well, for, wait, okay. No, would your wife listen to the show if you went on? No, she's not interested. So that factors into you. Does that, if you, if you're, if you knew your wife was going to listen to every second of it, would that change your Not willingness really. to be 100% open on everything? No. Because what if they, does your wife have a sister? Yes. Have you ever masturbated to the thought of her sister? Absolutely not. No? Absolutely not. She's oh, okay. Not my, okay. not an attractive woman. Oh, okay. not my, sorry. Because I think, sorry, not my type of lady. Okay. I hope your wife doesn't listen or your sister-in-law. But um, what, so remember, what do you think they'd rather me have answered that? Yes. Just backtrack. That's a good question. Yeah. Cause yeah. I guess you don't want, you don't want yep. to insult her. Um, if I had to lie in response to that question, I would say no, but she's very attractive. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Shit. You get yourself in trouble no matter how you answer that. Mm, exactly. Um, yeah, okay. So, okay. so nothing would be off limits. I would very much love to go in for a show. Very much love to. Like me my too. dream would yeah, be fly over, do a show, go to a live show. Like that would be, be my dream. You know. Would you want would you want to stay at my house this time? Yeah, absolutely. I know your wife would want me yeah. to. 
Yeah, absolutely. She's insinuated. <laughs> um, I don't know where you'll hey, stay. I gotta, t- I, 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 I gotta tell you, literally, I know this sounds like a Ruth Conda forever, like there's no way this actually happened. But when I was leaving, I'm at my front door, I'm saying goodbye to the kids. Leah said, have fun with menners. Oh, she's so sweet. Because she knew, she knew I was going to see Kirk Minahan's show. Oh, she brings you up pretty often, man. She brings you up every time we go to Nikki's doghouse. She brings up how she went there with Menners. So, do they ever see their real father? I was like, he's not coming, Leah. He doesn't like the show anymore. Do they ever see their real father? Or, all right, next question from Madawaska Rob. Um, so Rob, now that he knows this is an audio thing and he can't even execute that, he tweeted out a video of uh, Mayo fist bumping Kirk. And he's asked Mayo, where does this fist bump rank in Mayo's life moments? I mean, it's up there. It's high up there. And I think Rob, I think Rob knows that. I was I was kind of happy because um I was a little worried about like, do I shake Kirk's hand? What if I fuck up the handshake? Mm-hmm. What if my palms are sweaty, which they have been known to be in the past? Um, so when he went for the fist bump, I was like, I didn't even think of the fist bump. And I don't have the gumption to initiate the fist bump. I don't think I've ever once in my life initiated a fist bump with somebody. But so I appreciated that he went for it because it was the it was it was a perfect move. It was the perfect move. And then he um uh uh he he dry heaved because of my moles for a little while, but then he re he he rebounded and he took a nice photo with me. So that was that was super cool of him. Great. Fantastic. Um, all right. Next question. Dr. Joe Viper, MD. Are your nipples erect? I don't know if this is directed at you or me. Mine. Well, well m- the one with the piercing is always kind oh, actually, of. The one with the piercing is always hard. The other one's mine not. Mine aren't right now. Yours aren't? No, which is rare. Yep. I was, I actually, I was talking to nipples about that. I saw nipples at the state theater and uh, I told him, I said, man, I, I said, like, I think around like 35 years old. So within the last few years, like it's just one day I was like, are my fucking nipples hard all the time now? And then I started keeping an eye on it. And I was like, apparently they fucking are. Mm. And it's just something I'm going to have to deal with. They fucking, they pop out of everything. It's, it's embarrassing, but what are you going to do? Next. You can't do anything. I've Googled it. Okay. Believe me, folks. Dr. You're, you're very limited in what you can do about that, unless you're willing to wear some like, like that fucking uh, um, thing they put on you, the the big lead like fucking uh, thing they put on you at the dentist when you get the X ray. Yeah. You know that heavy. Like if you want to wear an undershirt made of that material, that can hold them back. But that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Right. Or you get them. You can you could lop them off, but. Get him pierced. It seems extreme. That's awesome. Um, right. Uh, next question from Dr. Joe. Do you think slow Kevin is a savant or just a regular phone-in Whoa. star? Now, you said- First of all, it's clearly Harry Minahan. It's, it's not Harry Minahan, and that is really awful for you to say that. I cannot believe or you Ryan said that. Or Ryan Minahan. Ryan Min- No, it's not a Minahan. Uh, firstly- See, that's-, that's I'm, I'm obviously joking about the first thing, but- the 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 or no the tacking or no on the yes or no questions genuinely oh my made God. me wonder. Can you drop this? Can you it drop made this? Made me wonder. Drop this. Is there drop any this, chance it is Kirk's this, brother, drop this, drop this, drop or someone else in his life who would have developed that same verbal pattern? Drop this. Drop this. No, you're not talking about this. Could be Adam. Okay. Stop. You fucking. You can take. You can start your show again if you want to analyze the language of the callers. Now, Kirk made a point today that the show's been very sexual, 
Oh wait, don't call him slow, Kevin either. No, he's not slow. Um, he's I call I like to I refer to him in my mind as hypersexual, yeah. Kevin. I agree. Yeah, also, oh my second, the only other thing I was disappointed in at the live show, I wanted some of him. You wanted some of Kevin. Yeah, I fucking I love that guy. I, he might be my favorite caller of all time. I love him. I love his delivery. I love it's he's not like like Kevin from Bristol sexual. And it's always like Kirk says, like it's surface level. It's the most obvious sexual Queen. thing to say. Queen. Kevin, Kevin is so weirdly sexual and he never quite asks you like the way you might think he would ask it. There's always a weird little twist to his questions. I fucking love him. I love his delivery and I love that he has spawned so many impersonators. And I do think he's like the show has been the show has been like sexy since Kevin. I, I'm with Julie. I really think mm, it's all because of Kevin. Because he said once you go there, like his questions are so outrageous that anything you ask from there is going to be tamer. Like if you say, what did you jerk off <laughs> to yesterday? Then it's just like, well, that's nothing compared to what Kevin asked. Did I tell you I called in and did a did a Kevin? No. Um, I don't know if you recall this one. Uh I called in as Kevin and I said, when are we getting the, uh, the fabulous podcast? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, it's probably terrible. Am I saying it wrong? Fabulous F A B U L I S P S. So didn't Stephen Kirk recently say that Kirk had wanted to do a podcast called the fabulous about, um, full of shit journalists like, like Cullen, basically, uh, like a media watchdog podcast, exposing all these phonies, these big J phonies. I think like that's Kirk Minahan has to do that at some point. That is the most Kirk Minahan project. Like that's, that's him. That's his fucking, he would be so good at that. And he's always been about going after those people. Um, so when they mentioned that, I was like, fuck, I hope they do that. So I called in his Kevin and asked, but they, I don't know if I thought I used the wrong word or something. Cause they seemed to have no idea what I was referring to. I, I think I blacked out during that, whatever you were saying. Um, anyway, Kevin's a great caller. We've entered that point where Menners, Menners was clearly done like 25 minutes ago. I was done with you so 25 minutes I'm just ago. trying to see how much longer I can go. My God. Um, all right. Uh, well, that's it for the listener questions. Uh, we always like to wrap up every minute fandom and we'll, we'll do it this time is a tribute to red's parents. What, 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 are, what should they be watching in heaven? What streaming recommendations we can uh, recommend to red's parents that are both sadly dead. Um, well, I, I'll just go first. I, I finished Peaky Blinders. Great, great ending. I think the show ran its course. So I don't want to do any spoilers like Kirk who, loves to spoil shows for people but i enjoyed it there's a new show called the night agent on netflix now if you if you want some trashy spy show this is really good it's you know it's 10 episodes it's sort of cia secret service kind of thing i wouldn't say it's like oh it's a great a great show but it's it's good fun give me a um is it like agents of shield no, like Agents of Shield, I wouldn't say is great, but it's but I loved it. It's like a long action movie. A- it's like a long action movie. That- is it dumber than Agents of Shield? It's different because there's no aliens in this one. See, because I don't trust Netflix. I think in Netflix original programming is generally awful. Mm, disagree. Um, and my wife said she wanted to watch that show, and I got to tell you, sometimes my wife likes some shit shows. Yeah, my wife's the same. I was a little skeptical. It's a fun show. 
fun show. Okay, you all know. right. Maybe I'll, yeah, if maybe you I'll sort of like a sort of, and we'll, you know, we'll a spy that. sort of. It's like a long born identity or something. Um, is there nudity? Is there any chance it'll get my wife horned pretty up? Pretty women in there. That's for sure. Okay. All right, Maya. Well, thanks for joining me for your review of the State Theater. You don't want to know what I'm fucking watching. Yeah, what are you watching? Sorry. Go on. Jesus, manners. What are you watching? I watched The Last of Us. Oh, yep. Very good. Not great. Like, not prestige TV, but okay. very, very good. I've heard, it, I liked I've it. heard it is prestige TV. Mm, no, no, it's not. It, but it's the next level. It's the next level. It's the best of the very good, but not prestige TV. Um, the finale. I, th- I really liked the finale. The finale was good. Raised a lot of like interesting uh, moral questions. Um, and uh, and then we just watched. What the fuck else are we watching? Oh, I'm watching. I rewatched Succession. Succession just came back for its final season. Yeah. I still. It pains me every time Kirk says he doesn't like. I don't that like show. it either. It's not for me. You know, I ought this. This, this is. It's the only show where I would say. I can t- I, like I have to tell people like get through the first four or five episodes, which I know is a big ask. Yes, but I really can. I can kind of understand people who clock checked out season one, first four or five episodes. I, I get it, but it fucking hits a point, and then it it never stops getting better from that point. But it's no, excellent. No, but, it's a fucking tremendous. But also, show. you know, you get to a certain point in life, man, and you know what you like. And you know what you don't like, and I would. But that's, that's why kind, I think, that's not the show I'm really into. I, you know, I watched The Mandalorian last week, and I watched the episode like three times. Oh, that Such has a been good trash. Show. It has been so good. What are you talking about? No, this season's awful. Are you kidding? The season, the fucking hour long episode, and forty nine minutes of it is with Doctor Who's a fuck from season one, and it, like. That was that was that was weird. No, the, I, the I whole thing quit. they're doing with the Mandalorian having three Mandalorian episodes as part of Boba Fett was a mistake. That makes no fucking sense. Well, you just go and um, watch it. On I Disney don't like Plus. this. I don't like this in pop culture. Like the Batman, now the Penguin show. Matt Reeves is saying you're going to have to watch the Penguin show in order for uh, Batman two to make sense when it comes in theaters. I don't. I don't want it. Just let me watch the fucking movies. I don't want to have to watch 12 shitty watered down TV shows related to movies like Doctor Strange 2. If you didn't watch WandaVision, then her fucking villainous turn, spoiler alert, in Doctor Strange 2 came out of fucking nowhere. It's too much to ask of the audience. It's too fucking much. Pop culture, stop. Like, stop that fucking bus and let me off. What a a rant. Do not like that. But uh, I agree with you on the WandaVision and Doctor Strange thing. But on Mandalorian, I would agree that at points this season hasn't quite hit the high points that it did in season one and two. There's been a few missteps, like a bit too many monsters for me. Like you could dial it back with the monsters. Yeah, monster heavy. Yeah, it's been a bit monster heavy. And I... But I liked the Doctor's thought bit. I think I'd rather more of that and less of the monsters. Um, and I, Grogu's just amazing. Like he's, I could watch. They should be, just have him like just doing stuff all show. So, do you know? Because I know you're a Star Wars nerd. So maybe you you probably read about it and you're into all the behind the scenes podcasts. So my my inkling is that the creative forces behind the show fully intended for Grogu to leave at the end of season two. 
And and the plot line of season three with the Black Saber and uh, the Mandalorian trying to you know go back to his tribe, all of that to me seems like they mapped it out without Grogu in mind. And then the the corporate decree came down. No way, like we cannot get rid of Grogu. Absolutely, he is yes. part of the fabric of the show. So that's why no, they did not, this inexplicably of- odd thing of wedging three episodes of one show into another show. Because they had to fucking make it work, so they had to wedge it into Boba Fett, and now that's why season three feels off. Because season three is a story arc that they they envisioned without Grogu in it, and now they've had to try to find a way to fit him in too. Well, is there anything to that? Yeah, there from is your, absolutely, your... and it's not to do with okay. Grogu being part. Grogu being part of the show. It's they sell like billions of dollars of Grogu merchandise around the world, so they don't want him sidelined at all. So yeah, that's a valid point. Um, all right. But did the creative people want to sideline him? Well, I think he he was like Favreau and Filoni and them. Did they did they intend it season two for Grogu to go no, away and fun. not come back? For I've heard rumors of that. I've heard rumors of that. Menders, can you see my pit stain? Oh, we're gonna go. I'm gonna end this. Got Hold on, let me get it this. in the right light. No, it's all right. So, listeners, thank you for listening. That's not a shadow. Man. Look at this. Look at this. Um, this is sweat. Fuck wagon, Mayo. Thanks for joining me. Certainly won't be asked back for a while. So. Looking for things that were said by Big Steve. Steve made some comments about his own family. He erased it cause it made Ben angry. He got fucked by a man down under. (laughs) With missing audio, yup, discover. Too happy to reveal Steve's blunder. Enjoyed blowing Steve's cover. This guy is prolific. Jesus. Oh, yeah. Quick. Kirk handed Steve a suspension. Got a lot of grief for it in his mentions. <laughs> Steve could have gotten off easy. Just done like Blind Mike and said he needed therapy. He got fucked by a man down under. Who thinks Steve's a motherfucker? Called him out as a show scrubber. He wants Steve replaced by another. Australian man was found slain. <laughs> Adult was found by the body. Said nobody can fuck with S.E. <laughs> yeah, he fucked up a man down under. 